listening to Nerds on Film with Brian Moriarty, Sarah Ashley, Sean Moriarty, and Roxy Noberry. So, I think the best way to start this is what? Yep. This happened. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I can. Com- I switched to water. <laughs> uh, yeah. Talk about out of nowhere. Like what? Like Spotlight didn't really get much of anything at all that whole time, and yet here we go. We thought Mad Max was gonna sweep everything at one point. I mean, six in a row, wasn't it? Like almost. Well, pretty much, yeah. Almost. All the technical awards. Yeah, that's sure. the thing. It was all technical, all production, and yet I think what it takes to obviously be a best picture, I think it needs to get more story credit and more acting credit and more directing credit, which it didn't obviously get. So technically a great achievement, um, although I am I am so happy for Mad Max, but it was a little sad for, uh, for Star Wars. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think Star Wars nominations were just, you know, their way of saying, hey, you did a great job. But, you know, I mean, it wasn't the best film of the year by any... I mean, it was a great film. It was very entertaining. But, I mean, as far as comparing to the other films, there was no comparison. I don't know. Spotlight, even though it was a really, like, impassioned story and there was just such a great ensemble effort from everyone, it wasn't film of the year for me. I think The Revenant should have taken it. Nah. I don't know. This is the thing. Star Wars, Sarah, although I did really want to see Star Wars win some stuff. Mm. Star Wars won uh, billions of dollars. So sure. they're not gonna win they're not gonna win like it's just like Avatar. Avatar broke all these records and got completely fucked over. It's a movie that we all love and everything, and it's so it's very generally acceptable for everyone. Everybody loves it. That's not what's gonna win. And I think that a lot of the reason that Spotlight won Best Picture is because I think it's important that people know about exactly how deep and how horrible the corruption goes in every facet of the Catholic Church. And I'm sorry about that, Brian, but that mm-hmm. might be one of the reasons that it won, is people need to know, and it's very important what that movie did, because what the article did in the movie brought it to the mainstream, but this even more so shows everybody. Look at exactly how horrible these people were and exactly what they did no, to people and how they covered it up. Sean, you don't need to apologize to me because I agree with you 100%. It's like Brian. Oh, I know. I just wanted to make sure you're okay. No, I. It, we both know that we we were we were texting right after we saw that movie and that how heartbreaking watching that movie was, particularly in the end where they name all of the yeah all of the victims. Um, yeah, no, no, no. It's when they the show cities, you all the, the cities, cities and it's just like every city on earth. My, <laughs> seeing our cities. Our, like, like a couple Oakland. of our, San Jose, mm-hmm. um, seeing those, it just, it, you can't help but see. I know, I was especially upset that I saw our city, San Jose, and wondered why I got skipped over. I was so much cuter than all those oh kids. Oh my god, Sean. <laughs> oh, okay. Sean. And so... on that note, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> welcome to Nerds on Film. I'm Brian Moriarty. I'm Roxy Noberry. I'm Sarah Ashley. And I'm Sean Moriarty, and I apologize. Attaboy! Yeah. Live Oscar post show. Sarah, you were saying, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, that's okay. Uh, first of all, hi, everybody. I'm back. Hi! <laughs> I missed you guys so much. What I was a surprise. I was, like, listening to the episodes that I missed, and I'm just like, 
God, Roxy's trying so hard to keep them focused. <laughs> I know. It's like herding fat internet cats. Like I've said again. <laughs> we said that earlier, and it's just like you try dragging the collar and we just sit there and we just we just we just grimace at you. Playing the like, piano and like grumpy cat. Drinking milk. <laughs> Eating lasagna. Eating yeah, lasagna. Yeah. And so. then and then I got held up that I couldn't even do the pre show. So uh-huh. well, whatever. Point is here I am now and I'm very happy Sarah. to be back. Welcome back, Sarah. We missed you. We never let go, Sarah. We'll never let go. <laughs> You're and- the Leo to our Kate. <laughs> and I really like the fact that Sean purposely turned his setup around so everybody could see all the posters and toys in the background. I felt like it was necessary because usually, I mean, people don't see the video. So usually you guys are looking at like a closet with stuff hanging in it with like a poorly placed <laughs> iron and ironing board. And so I was like, let's flip it around. And I'm now using the ironing board to hold the laptop. <laughs> Sean, I love the Mr. Potato Head Luke Skywalker. Oh, okay. Katie got that for me for Christmas and a bunch of other Star Wars stuff. She got me that. She got me the uh, the lightsaber chopsticks, which I actually had a chance to use at a sushi restaurant on Saturday, last Saturday. It was amazing. And every person that walked by was like, oh, some dope-ass chopsticks. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, thank you. Like, you know what? The Force is with you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So back to the topic at hand. Hmm. So Spotlight. I'm... I am a little baffled because, again, it's one of those situations where it doesn't get really any anything. No accolades up to this point except for the best picture. So it's like what... Which is arguably the most important of the awards, though. Right. So so here's the thing. It's kind of like... Um, I guess if you remember, like when Selma got like won a bunch of awards, but then didn't actually get to like Best Picture or whatever. Like this is kind of the opposite, where it's like, so if it was such a, if it was so good that it was the Best Picture, why didn't any other aspects of that movie get nominated for anything? Is they, it really just well, the message, just the story? No, well, but they did, did get nominated. It got nominated for Best Original Screen or okay, sorry, not, best... not nominated. I'm sorry, one. Oh, like, okay. Played, one. Didn't it? Didn't it win Best Original Screen or Best Adapted Screenplay? Oh yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, guess it, it did. Yeah, and so I mean, in that regard, it it didn't just win that one award. Um, it was definitely the upset, and it was one that we while we had all mentioned in previous episodes could potentially be a Shakespeare it, in Love quote unquote. Of it this had won at the SAG Awards, awards um, mm-hmm. for the uh, cast ensemble. Um, I mean, that's that's pretty pretty well to do. But uh, my favorite moment in that whole film was really the Mark uh, Ruffalo performance and that one pivotal scene where he just he blows he up. He snaps, yeah. Yeah, he snaps, yeah. and that was just that that really cinched it all together for me. It really drove home the message. So based on that, you know, I mean, what are the awards for, right? Preserving great performances. And I think so, and acknowledging just yeah. the achievement of cinema yeah. in general. And that sounds so cookie cutter, but I mean, <laughs> it is the truth. Like, regardless of who wins. They at least recognize. Look, a lot of great movies did something really special, and you know, even if the films were under, there were a lot of films that were underrepresented this year. Some of them at least got mentioned and at least got on the board. Um, so yeah. you know, were, who were you? Did you guys think were the complete like compl- the ones that you thought? What, what? Why? Why this award? I think we're all getting to it with 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 one of them. But mm-hmm. before we get to that one, which I think we all know, we're talking about. We're other? all talking about that fucking song from Spectre, right? Right. Yeah. Honestly, Sam uh, Smith, Sam Smith's speech and what he said in his speech 
was like hat, like almost a quarter of the way made up for it for me. But I was like, then I was sent back to my body because I was in Vegas looking at wedding <laughs> stuff when I saw Spectre. And I'm sitting with my stepdad watching the beginning of Spectre and I like nudge him and I go, this is probably like top three worst songs ever. That's what I'm saying. It's not even a good Bond movie song, but it, apparently it was the best song of this year. Not the one with the people coming out with the stuff on their arms about how they got abused. Not that one. No, <laughs> Sam Smith crying about Bond. One. Don't, get me, don't get me wrong. You know, happy for <laughs> Sam Smith. Yes, you're right. He's the first openly gay man to win an Academy Award. Awesome. Um, however, I will say... Terrible that, song! I will <laughs> also say that... It would have been a win for Lady Gaga too, because Lady Gaga is openly bisexual. Mm -hmm. So it would have also been a win for the LGBT community if she. Lady won. Gaga is trisexual. I've seen her with a horse in one oh my video. Oh God! I'm just sorry. You said like I started with a tricycle one. Man, woman, <laughs> and beast. Trisexual. <laughs> my God. Beast and apparently Mechana as well. Mechana sexual. <laughs> I I I will say though of. Because, you know, I so when I came in, I started watching the show. I was, you know, like a half an hour behind. So I had a DVR and I'm like fast forwarding through stuff, right? So um, I was like kind of picking and choosing my moments aside from obviously, uh, you know, commercials. But um, Sam Smith's performance, um, that and The Weeknd were the old, were the two musical performances that I was like, and I'm good. And I just fast forward through it. <laughs> yeah. Um, has has no one addressed yet that Sarah looks like a much smarter, much hotter Sarah Palin right now? Oh, I can see Russia from not... your house. <laughs> pew, pew, pew. <laughs> Sarah, where's the moose head? Show it. A lady never reveals her secrets. Hey, what you put in there? Is it moose chili? <laughs> oh, my God. Are you... You're like, you're like a hot version of, like, These Tina Fey and jokes. Sarah Palin. These are, like, yeah, I'm pretty sure Tina Fey is the hot version of Tina Fey. <laughs> oh, fuck True. yeah. After tonight... I love that. Mm -hmm. Tina's been drinking. Here are the, the, the nominees. <laughs> Dear nominees. <laughs> oh, my God. Wait, she... Sean, what did you say about oh, no, the was, weekend's it hair? The, it was the nominees is what it was. Here are the nominees. <laughs> nominees. Sean, what did you say about weekend's hair? <laughs> oh, the, it looked like a... No, a, no, no. Oh, yeah. The weekend's hair looked like a perfectly sculpted pile of old Nickelodeon floam. <laughs> there was like tiny little styrofoam bits with gel in between, and I was like, the, "But it was moving on his head." And I'm not—that's not a comment in a racial way about people's hair. That's just specifically his hair tonight. Yeah. That hair would have made uh, Marie Antoinette jealous. I'm just saying. It's I just was waiting. I was hair. waiting. I think it would have been a more effective song if he sang it. While Johnny Depp in Edward Scissorhands gear was like fucking <laughs> making the turn. <laughs> okay, can let's actually guys let's talk about Chris Rock because Oh I love that motherfucker. He killed it tonight. Mm. He was like he was Drop I mean, the mic on fire. Like it's Chris Rock because and I hate to say it, but it's like, yeah, he was saying what we were all thinking and mm -hmm. he did it in such a really good poignant way. I don't know. I don't know. I wasn't thinking at any point that I was gonna mention anyone's grandmother hanging from a tree. Oh <laughs> but I was totally okay with it because I was like I looked at Katie too. Katie's like looking at me like this, like I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, so, he said that shit. I mean, he, I gotta say, he's never minced words, and he said it from all sides. Yes. He mm -hmm. put it out there, and I was just like, damn, thank you. <laughs> and thank, he, Chris Rock, listen to me. You're never gonna watch this, but listen to me. Thank you. 
Thank you, thank you, thank you. You are my hero. You my boo. I will say, I feel like he did such a good job of pointing it out and not, again, like you said, not mincing words, being very, very truthful, extremely and brutally honest, and yet he did, I don't think he alienated anybody. Mm-mm. Mm -mm. <laughs> well, besides the Academy... <laughs> well, no, because Bye, even Cheryl Isaacs. <laughs> well, Cheryl Boone Isaacs came out and she even was agreeing with him, but you know, in the more politically correct uh, public relations way, because I mean that was a super PR speech. However, I appreciate where she was coming from and I and the tone behind it, but I just ah uh, man, freaking Chris Rock all the way. I he will was... say there was one thing that just got me like, is this real? Is this actually happening? It was when they brought Stacey Dash on stage. <laughs> yeah, what was that? I mean, I got it was a, I had a feeling it was a gag, but it was a gag that fell so flat. Everyone was just like, "Is?" I think everyone was asking, "Is this for real?" Yeah. No, yeah. I think I the smart people got it because I think recently at least Stacey Dash has kind of been revealed online as this like conservative yeah black woman. So like that's why it was funny. Is they're like, we've picked the most conservative person on the internet in our race to be like as a joke. And I think that that joke kind of fell flat because all the people in the audience, they pay a 21 year old assistant to look at the internet for them. They don't actually look at the internet, <laughs> they like get it filtered to them by somebody, so they didn't get it. Do you guys think that uh, Girl Scout cookie bit was real? Ooh. I do. Yeah. No, oh, yeah. The 65 grand. Because if you notice, they had, the numbers were all like on these little hooks. So yeah. They yeah. You guys, so, you guys, Suge Knight was the best part the of the whole Knight, bit. The Suge Knight gag, the, the bear gag. Who the was bear! The so bear good. The audience was hilarious. They got the, the fact they got the actor who played Suge Knight in Straight Outta Compton to play Suge Knight for the award. He yeah. was wearing yeah. his Dumb and Dumber uh, orange jumpsuit, his orange uh, prison orange tux suit. It, it's yeah. Prison orange. Yeah. Prison orange tux. <laughs> Is that uh, was was pretty amazing. Um, that was great. I have to ask you guys. Louis C.K. Mm. Oh. Always been. I was afraid he was going to say something that was offensive. He was actually like really earnest, and I thought yeah, and truthful like, about the documentary short. He's like, these people aren't gonna. They're not making any. They're gonna go home in a Honda Civic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. they feel they feel really insecure about keeping this in their shitty. Which apartment. is funny because you say that and they're like, these people aren't gonna get anywhere. And then the person who wins is like, this is my second Oscar. I'm wearing a very expensive dress. I don't know what that ginger guy was talking about. Bye. I mean, generally speaking, <laughs> if you do win the best Academy, the best you know short film documentary uh, for, um, you do get picked up by like HBO generally. HBO generally buys that film and distributes it. So sweet, it, it it's a pretty good win for you. I gotta say, like getting all that HBO Go money, son. <laughs> <laughs> all that yeah. girl. All that money. iPad, motherfucking, you know, Amazon Fire HD money. Uh, oh snap! Oh, oh snap! snap. See, I'm bringing diversity to Nerds on Film, just Gosh. like it has been brought to... Oh, I also thought this was a big year, too, because what happened to Miss Simone... I'm sorry, real quick. Sean, you're not bringing diversity. You're bringing cultural appropriation. <laughs> hey, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I have a problem with the word appropriation. I think that that's discrimination, you calling it appropriation. Oh, and because okay. I rhymed that, according to the law set out by Johnny Cochran, if it rhymes, it fucking is true, so... <laughs> Great. Um, As the only if Chewbacca is from Endor, you must acquit. <laughs> As the only person present with some sort of cultural, actual like diversity in my cultural, I'm half, I'm kind of brown, y'all. Just a little bit, though. 
I don't know even how to respond to all of this. Like, we're moving on. <laughs> we're moving on. Changing subjects. Ridiculous. Y'all are ridiculous. Hey, can we talk about something that would bug me the whole show? Two bottles. All right, guys. Can we talk about something that bugged me? Yeah. Sick. I think that this, honestly, I love the show. I, en I enjoyed the show very much. I enjoyed Chris Rock. I enjoyed, you know, everything. Except for the fact that from a technical perspective, I thought it was one of the weakest episodes. Did you oh. notice how many times they made these bad cuts to a camera pointed on, like, nothing or shaking? Oh, so and how they oh, cut early and stuff? I was like, who the fuck is running this show? That was so fucking messy. And the angles that they had whenever an actor would present on the best actor category. Yeah, it was weird. It was like a chin angle like this. Like... Yeah, I don't need to see yeah. up red, Eddie Redmayne's <laughs> nose. I don't need to see what's going on in there. Exactly. <laughs> that said, things that I did really like, I liked that they had um, the thanking scrolling down at the bottom, like all the people that they wanted to thank. Even though they still thanked them anyway? The well, Actually, some of them, yeah, okay, some of them, but you know you only have so much time, and that way you really make sure you get everybody yeah. in there. Yeah. I just want um, to say, though, the, the people who made Son of Saul, <laughs> Son of Saul, as uh, <laughs> they all got played off with um, Ride of the Valkyries. Yeah, that was you weird. Know, the fact that Hitler was a fan of Wagner, I'm not sure that's the best choice to play off <laughs> the Son of Saul. Or <laughs> is it? Or is it not the best? It's probably the best because that's the like most intimidation. Like, you better get off the stage. Do you hear that? That's Hitler's jam. You better get the fuck <laughs> off the stage. He's coming for you. Hitler's on his way. That was such a weird choice. Like Nine. it felt so off-putting. And I was like, of all these other like random theme songs that they're playing, you know, uh, like why did they pick that one to be like the most intimidating? Like if you do not get off this stage, a rabbit wearing horns will come after you. <laughs> I, but hey. I just, I think but I hey, been... go ahead. Sorry, it, Hitler's song couldn't even stop Inaratu though. Nope. He just fucking didn't even hear it. He just went on till it. And I've never seen someone beat the music where they're like, so "Go until they stop." I, oh. I'm, I'm just curious, like what? Why then they just use the Terminator theme? I think it's so <laughs> I just like bum 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 bum. Like it's it's so much more ominous. I don't know why because the da 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 that the da 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 part is really intimidating. But once you get to that part is perfect for just talking over. <laughs> and they would just keep going. And that part goes for a while in that song, Brian. Well, whatever happened to the nondescript classical lovely music that they used to play? Like, the, yeah. the stuff that feels like an Oscars award show. Yeah. I guess they just opted not to. They're yeah. trying to mix it up. They're trying to get other songs. What so I will let's, say play, is... let's play Hitler's favorite song. The, the Oscar, the Oscars. I gotta say, this year felt a lot faster. But it, truth be told, it's actually been in line with the last like eight years of. Yeah. of um, Brian, you know who I think tripped that up? Hmm. Patricia Arquette. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> she got the good ambient, y'all. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> don't mix ambient and red wine. Don't folks. mix ambient and red wine. Listen, look at Patricia Arquette. Do not mix ambient and red wine. Don't fucking do it. Or Girl Scout cookies, apparently. Girl Scout cookies. This PSA has been brought to you by Nerds on Film. Uh, <laughs> no, no, until it happens to you, okay? For sure, can't, like, um, you just got roofied. But that being said, she though, like, out of it. even with that being the case, this last year, with in line with the, like the last eight years, they've got it down to a science. They've got the show down to a solid three and a half hours. Yeah, might as well. Um, yeah. In Memoriam, I think they missed a couple uh. of good names. You, who'd they miss? Um, and namely, Jeffrey Lewis, the father of Juliette Lewis. Um, wow. He was in 220 films. He starred alongside Clint Eastwood in 
like a couple hundred good ones back in the mm. you know, 60s. Uh, really a prolific actor that he passed away this past year, and she, Juliette Lewis even made a statement about it, how she felt like he was pretty snubbed. Um, well, he'll make it into next year for sure. There were a lot of technical folks that passed away, though, that they mm. really paid homage to. So many. Yeah. It's tough to get them all in. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's no real – I mean, there's. that's hard to defend either side because it's – it's obviously you want to recognize their life, and yeah. they also have to keep it down to the people who had the greatest contribution. Brian to, still the, got misty-eyed, so my night so, was still No, made. I did. I mean, when I saw Alan Oh, Rickman, I did too. I mean, seeing Alan Rickman, it choked me up a little bit, and I'm looking. I'm very much looking forward to our episode next month mm. where we yeah. salute Alan Rickman. And that the Alan Rickman part in the middle got me a little, got me moving. The tears were starting to move, and then to end on Nimoy, I was like, <laughs> I, know, I know. Although I, I mean, I personally choked up really pretty hard for Bowie, but I was yeah. really confused why they used his clip from Zoolander. <laughs> it's a walk off. <laughs> it's a walk off. I was like, why did they do that one? I was like, really? Of I was like, you could have picked Labyrinth, you could have picked the Prestige, something like that, but no, let's pick Zoolander, the cameo appearance. What? Well, I mean, I will say that he became a character of himself. The one thing I will always remember him by is the walk-off scene in no, Zoolander. No, is on is on extras where he goes, oh right, chubby little fat man. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> pathetic little loser. <laughs> Yeah, I also, an, another thing I really liked this year was the little, um, like, it was like Oscar's version of pop-up video for, like, the little, You like, liked that? I liked it. I was, no, I thought to myself, is this fucking pop-up video? We all have smartphones. We all can look this shit up. We're looking it up already. I was looking it up on IMDb. Who is this person? Again, oh, they won this. Oh, they put I it I like that screen. I didn't have to look it up on IMDb it because it was ESPN. right in front of my face. It was the ESPN version of the Oscars. You know what? Honestly, I was fine with it. Really oh, yeah, all we need is, like, the ticker thing on the right that's, like, showing what awards are coming up and that just keeps going down. <laughs> what, are their stats? Is, uh... what, are the, what are their odds? Because they won. Well, this person didn't win the SAG, so I don't know. It's the ESPN you know? zone of the Oscars. Yeah. <laughs> I love, love, love the um, Jacob Tremblay and Abraham Attaw moment when they got <laughs> on the boxes. Yeah, the Apple boxes. Those are cute. And, then, and then Jacob's like, I liked your, uh, you, I liked you in Madagascar, his little baby voice. He was so cute. He was a zebra. <laughs> and he was so, and he was so like, because we were watching him being interviewed beforehand, and he's so confident in himself, yeah. and so funny. Like when he makes a mistake, he just rolls with it. Uh, but this is like his parents are hot. <laughs> yeah, he's just, he's just, he's adorable. He's adorable. I want to yeah. adopt him. I, I want to um, take him home. I Angelina do. Jolie, stay away. Um, oh, but, I love him so much. I just want to lock him in a room with his mother for seven years. <laughs> <laughs> but they oh also, God. they also cut off his mic. Like, or either there, yeah. he wasn't close enough to it, but, like, close enough. it just, it was sad. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, his voice still carried, which is great. Yeah, but, but you know, me. bummer. So, the oh, by the way, movie. a motherfucking crime that that kid did not get nominated for Best Actor. Agreed. Uh, I've no. said that. Agreed. Agreed. So, then let's talk about Leo. Mm, let's. Mm. Freaking finally. And can I say, what I really appreciated about his speech, he did not... He basically didn't say, like, well, it's about damn time. Like, he didn't do that. He was actually pretty... He was very classy about very it. Very classy. Um, He's like, thank you for my whole career. <laughs> yeah, he could have, like... He could have probably cut back on the global warming thing just a smidge. Not to say mm -hmm. that I disagree with him, but, like, it, it just went on a little long. I mean, he's uh, always been an advocate for it. And oh, for sure. Yeah, no, I get it. So, I didn't... I was totally expecting that, and honestly, 
Like it's he's not wrong. He no, really he's not isn't. wrong. And like so, I said, you know, I it's not like I disagree with him. I just I, I I'm I like I like political statements at the Oscars because I think it is a really good I mean opportunity. But at the same time, like keep it short, one to two sentences, yeah. you know, or do, simple, stupid. Yeah. or do like what Gaga did, you know. Yeah, I mean the thing, the downside of it is it's now like I think the one thing that speaking is from from a moderate point of view is that it's you now look at it and now it's like a cross section of what are our causes and let's find a way to work in well and okay LGBT rights okay okay uh, sexual assault awareness okay yes let's put that in okay let's put in racial awareness let's put in climate awareness it's like every, like we're now aware of every fucking issue next to they even there was even a fucking Donald Trump joke mm-hmm. <laughs> in, in the in the show it's like okay you couldn't be more left if you tried like mm-hmm. I just don't I, I don't even, I don't even have a joke to mm-hmm. go with it because it's it is what it is but I mean that being said I agree with everything that was I mean espoused, it's, but... it's what Chris Rock said right we're in a room for the liberals really really nice people <laughs> yeah. these are the nicest white people around <laughs> yeah, it's true because Clint Eastwood was not present at the, no which I would have thought considering that no Ennio Morricone was there mm-hmm. uh, like where's his translator <laughs> right yeah so it, I don't know who he was I'm guessing maybe of his son they looked like it was yeah. resemblance. And that was actually his first Oscar that he won one with because he got an honorary Oscar in two thousand seven but hadn't won one up to that point. Right. So that was like one Good that he him. like achieved because of a like a specific movie that he did. Which made me feel better about John Williams not getting it. I mean that's a good that's the thing, like if you look at when you get honorary Oscars, that's usually the Academy's way of saying you've tried real hard. Yeah. Stop. Stop. <laughs> Not stop. So much as like like your breadth of work has been just consistently awesome enough to get you nominated because he was like nominated like seven times or something yeah. and just hadn't won. I yeah. loved how he paid homage to John Williams. Yeah. Like yeah. They were sitting right next to each other. They've they've got a good BFF kind of mm-hmm. situation yeah. going there. Yeah, that was very cute, very touching actually. And then well, Danny Elfman being there too. Danny, well, oh so yeah, they yeah. Him because he composed apparently the animated theme for. Mm-hmm. Which I had no idea. Like, good for him. Awesome. Mm-hmm. His hair is awfully red. I will say for a man who's in his early sixties. His, his, his hair's always been really red. It's been like that since the eighties. Yeah. What a fabulous ginger. You go to one dead man's party and your hair stays red forever. <laughs> it's a dead man's party. <laughs> Who could ask for more? <laughs> yeah, so um, what else do we want to talk about, guys? I thought... Sofia Vergara's boobs. Sofia Vergara's oh, of course. Boobs. We need to do an episode about that. She needs to be in a movie first, though. I, I feel well, she's done a couple, but I feel like... She's there was a lot. A <laughs> Is it just me, or there were a lot of standing ovations this year too? There was like, there was a standing ovation for Lady Gaga. There was a standing ovation for Leonardo DiCaprio. There was one, one for, for Biden. Coney. One for who? But uh, Joe Biden. One for Joe Biden, which okay, Vice President, fair. Um, but like, there was like four or five standing ovations. And Maybe like, that was the Academy's version of calisthenics for the evening. Right. Here. Get your cardio in. It's their it's their version of Catholic mass, Brian. You should understand. 
<laughs> At least in Catholic Mass, they hand out snacks three quarters of the way through. Hey, they give out Girl Scout cookies. Come on. See, there's your card. There's your carbs and too your cardio. Soon. Too soon. And all you can suck hot dogs afterwards. Oh I'm my sorry. God. No, you know the rule. You go to in and out. <laughs> if you lose, if you, if lose. you lose, you go to in and out. If you I'm win, talking to you, Hillary Swank. If you win, you go to Wolfgang Puck's Oscar party. You get sucked. Where he makes probably something that's like a chicken pot pie that was made with foie gras and I don't know. They get little Oscar statuettes made out of like salmon and shit. I don't fucking know. And like know. goose vagina or something. Goose <laughs> vagina. Wow. I guess. You know, I people people have problems with foie gras and the way that it's it's harvested, but if you've ever had really really expensive foie gras, is foie gras where the goose the geese are force fed at gunpoint? So one <laughs> guy holds a gun on them, the other one stuffs it. So it's like the immense amount of fear they release hormones in, and it's so delicious. Holy shit! You're eating fear. <laughs> I ate fear, and it was delicious. I don't like it. I don't uh, like it. I don't like it. You oh. gave, you're giving the duck the bees. Um, <laughs> what'd you guys think about Alicia Vikander? Totally deserved. Yeah. I think... Okay, she had... First of all, she. this was one of four tremendous performances. I know I saw her in Ex Machina, and I saw her in The Danish Girl. I didn't see her in the one with Kit Harrington and the... Um, well, did you see uh, The Man oh. from U.N.C.L.E.? She was in that, too. The Man from U.N.C.L.E., too. Yeah. She was good in The Man from U.N.C.L.E., but that was also just an action movie. But mm-hmm. she did two outstanding performances this year. She was brilliant in Ex Machina. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm glad the movie won the effects, because the effects in that movie was just uh, were, like... People are really disappointed. About are you fucking kidding me, Brian? So the effects were good, considering the independent movie status and all that stuff. But, yeah. I mean, God, when you're up against Star Wars, Mad Max, and shit, you're like, what? That's but what I was kind of wondering. I was like, really, Mad Max didn't get anything. Well, uh, admittedly, Mad Max had a lot of practical effects, but like, I don't know. I was really annoyed. That practical that... effects are indeed visual. That's to true. Be fair, to be totally fair, how many Oscars have ILM won at this point? How many times have they been nominated? They've been nominated a bajillion times. It doesn't matter, Brian. The best is the best. Well, and that's no, if, if we talk about the Academy acknowledging consistency. Great. We know they're consistent. That's why they got nominated. Mm. The same reason why I'm sure the the house that did Mad Max was a, probably another effects house that had done very consistent in the past. This small independent film. No, I mean I'm pretty resources. sure ILM did. ILM did all of it. ILM sorta did Ex Machina too. Just ask. Well, They'll be like, the yeah, we did this as a small thing, but we are a subsidiary. The point I'm trying to make is a small independent film matched the quality of a of a film that films that had 200 million dollar budgets. That's why they won the Oscar. And that's why I thought it was a great achievement on their part. Oh. So, that's the okay. point I'm trying to... So, okay. anyway. We have not actually talked about... We talked about it on the text third when it happened, but we haven't talked about it on here, is Lady Gaga's performance. Oh, God. Oh, I made God. everyone in the room shut up because I was getting emotional. We were, it we, was... We, we were all crying. Every yeah. single one of us in the, in the room oh, was quiet. So crying. important. So important. I Ooh. felt like, actually, that was probably one of the most cinematic performances that I've seen yeah. on... On the on the Oscars and I and yeah. like the way she the way she truly performed it like with every fiber of her being performed mm. it and like it was and the message and you even Joe are... Biden's speech before it like the whole thing like you just have to you just have to watch the whole thing yeah. all together because it was just spectacular. I think Gaga has really made 
a hell of an example in the past year of how to do a career right. Like, yeah. Remember last year when we um, when she did the Sound of Music tribute? Mm-hmm. Uh, and she killed it. Oh my God, she was amazing. Like I was crying, and you know we were doing that show. Um, and then ever since then, she has just proven herself to be such a fully rounded. I mean, we were like, what? She's like three away from an EGOT now, because I mean, she was brilliant at the Golden Globes, um, at the Grammys for the the Bowie tribute. She'll probably win an Emmy for American Horror Story. She'll probably win an Emmy. I mean, she's been acting. She's at the fucking Super Bowl. Are you kidding me? She killed it. Like, she has become such a fully respectable artist and not just this, you know, pop princess weirdo. Um, Well, I mean, if you you look at... But if you look at some of the greats, like you look at Bowie, you look at Elton John... um, you know, like, all of these people really have done the same thing where it's like you come out of the gates completely outlandish, you get all of that attention, and then all of a sudden you're like, great, now that I've got your attention, let me reel it back a bit and actually show you that I am amazing. <laughs> totally. Yeah, yeah. So, and she killed it tonight. It was an incredible performance. She totally performance. killed it. She's, I don't know how much she had to do with the the approach, the, like, the, the concept for her number, mm. but knowing her and how, like, how creative she is with that kind of stuff, I mean, it was... Really, really, just well. She recently came out and and uh, revealed that she was also a victim of sexual abuse. So mm-hmm. it's right. just kind of like there's such a, a a genuine part of where this performance is coming. Like there was one moment where she looked directly into the camera. Yeah. And it was just so heart wrenchingly gorgeous and and um just yeah the very and top the bravery the bravery of all <laughs> bravery. those people to walk out on stage knowing that this is one of the like most highly televised events in the world, so everybody's going to see you and they're totally okay with that. The amount That's, of bravery is yeah. ridiculous. And there I was mean, a man. There was a man on stage. Yeah, there was. There was, there was I think there were a couple, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the thing I think it's also important to remember is that, because uh, there were a couple people who we were following who said, how can you not have an amazing, how can you have an amazing performance like that and not win the Academy Award? Mm. Let's not forget that the, the ballots were due two weeks ago. Like the the award the awards were decided way before she gave this amazing performance, and it's not about the performance. It's so great that she knocked it out, but it's about the the song, and I think we all agree the song was way better than writing on the wall. Yeah, but every song is better than that fucking song from Spectre. Unfortunately, it's the worst Bond song ever. Unfortunately, uh, not as bad as the Cheryl Crow one. Oh God, it was a Cheryl Crow one. I will say though that the Academy we don't was... talk about that one. <laughs> the academy, the academy does have a bit of a of a Bond bias because mm-hmm. they they have given Oscars to several Bond songs in, in the past. Adele. Adele. Well, Skyfall, yeah, the Skyfall song fucking deserved the living shit yeah, out of that. Yeah, that one was good. Song from Goldfinger. Mm-hmm. Goldfinger, <laughs> literally the song from Goldfinger. Goldfinger. I mean, one. Speaking so, of Goldfinger. You know. Um, speaking of snubs, can I talk about kind of getting bummed that Sylvester Sylvester Stallone? Didn't win it tonight. I mean, no. Who's Mark Rylance, by I mean, the way? Good, good for Mark Rylance because he's a working character actor who's worked for decades he in has. in all forms of the acting. No, seriously, he has. My uncle actually knows him. Oh. Um, and he uh, he did great work. He really did do great work. He was amazing in that. Would it help? Yeah, would the would it help? help bit in Bridges of Spies was oh. awesome. I, I think we all would have loved to see Sylvester Stallone win. And I do think he was the better performance. Don't get me wrong. I mean, the heartbreaking scene. Spoilers, everybody. The heartbreaking scene when he when he finds out he's got cancer. Like the level of restraint that he shows, and this weird level of acceptance. Like, okay, I'm just gonna die now. 
I'm not going to fight it. Like that, that is heartbreaking. And, but you know, I mean, Stallone is doing very well for himself. He got the Golden Globe. He got the Screen Actors Guild Award for it. He's, he'll, you know, his career's kind of come back. He's no longer just seen as the action star anymore. He might do more actual. He could still, he could still get a nomination. For uh, Rambo Five, where some <laughs> unknown director, where some unknown director is like, "Hey, uh, instead of Rambo killing people, right? How about Rambo gets sick and is teaching this other kid how to murder people with machete?" Sean, and I'm glad you brought that yes. up. I'm glad you brought that up because Rambo, the next Rambo movie, is actually about Rambo's son. Aww. He plays a smaller part in it, so it turns out that you're actually not too far from the truth. Kind of Rambo. Yeah. Yep. Wowza. The real son of Rambo, not the French movie son of Rambo. <laughs> so, not to be confused with the avant-garde title of the independent film. Son of Rambo. Son of Rambo with a W at the end. Right. Isn't that son of Rainbow. Or please rewind. Be kind of, no, no, those are just sweeted films. Be kind of rewind. Yeah, no, no. There was an actual short, uh, it was an actual feature film about a kid who made a home movie that was called Son of Rambo. But it was Rambo, R-A-M-B-A-U, um, yeah. No, it's Rambo with a W. Whatever. It had, a, it, had a, it had an alternative spelling to Rambo, so they uh, didn't get sued, basically. As far as I'm concerned, y'all, Brie Larson could win all the awards. Dude, she so deserved it. What a queen. And a very classy uh, acceptance speech, too. Mm-hmm. And she did a great job. Yeah. She did and a great job. And she's come job. from a world of comedy. She's worked in nothing but like improvisational comedy stuff in that kind of realm, where she worked with Judd Apatow on Trainwreck, and she's worked in... Uh, I think, wasn't she on either Parks and Rec or, or The Office or something at some point? Something no. like that. She was, I know she she had, I know she was in a couple of episodes of Pilgrim. The League. And she was That's in the United right. States of Terra. And okay. she's Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And 13 but... going on 30. And uh, the one, the Disney Channel original movie with uh, Beverly Johnson from uh, uh, Full. From oh, the, yeah, the that film. one that I've seen never. I'll give a response. One of our listeners, Aurelius, has been watching us. Um, he just wanted to say that if it rhymes, it must be true. What the fuck, Sean? Really? <laughs> uh, he also he also did say he also says that Patricia Arquette has always looked roofied. So, you know, true. Right. True. Well done, sir. Oh shit. Um, That's hilarious. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> he said the point. Oh, he did make a funny joke. Is that white people commenting on Chris Rock is like Donald Trump commenting on the Dalai Lama? So, <laughs> <laughs> True. You guys, Brie Larson was in Right on Track, the 2003 Disney Channel original movie um, with uh, Beverly Mitchell from Seventh Heaven, where they were played sisters and they were like race car drivers. <laughs> I don't. Like, I don't think I saw that one. It's rare when I don't see. Disney oh. Channel original movies. I, I swore to God, I swore to God, oddly enough, when we first started this, that we would never mention Seventh Heaven. <laughs> <laughs> and you did it. You had to do it. I fucking had to do it, dude. I. And you, you didn't Disney even Channel... mention Jessica Biel's ass. Uh, Jessica Biel's ass can go to Seventh Heaven for all I fucking care. Are you kidding me? Have you seen wow. it? You can bounce quarters off it. <laughs> I don't want to bounce quarters off of anything. I want to put them in my purse because I'm poor. Help me. Damn. I'm poor. Wait, wait, wait. You don't even want to bounce quarters off Chris Evans' ass? I'm pretty oh. sure 
No, yeah. I'll bounce. I would bounce Canadian loonies ass. off that. Oh damn! <laughs> I don't know. Chris Evans' ass. When you bounce a quarter off of Chris Evans' ass, it comes back at you a fifty cent piece, though. Right. <laughs> <laughs> at least if it's a loony, it's a dollar. Or if it's a toonie, it's two dollars. Yeah, that's true. So I'm make. I'm rich, bitch. You Canadians. Fucking Canadians. You're fucking welcome, world. I took a toonie and a loony down to Tim Hortons and got a, you know. All right, guys. Some donuts. Maple infused donut, don't you know? We're the fucking Leafs game. Before <laughs> we get into announcing who the winner of the challenge was, and uh, you know, feedback, final thoughts on the 88th Oscars. The curse is broken. The curse is broken. <laughs> it was. It was a really good year in some regards, and a really bad year in other very apparent regards. Nah. So I'm I it was just another Oscars is what it was. All right. I went go to Mad Max. I love I love that Mad Max won so many awards. I I wanted it so hard to win Best Picture, but I'm totally fine with Spotlight. Um, I think this is something that hasn't been talked about yet. I was a big fan of the Deep V's. A lot lot of titties out. There was a lot of boobies out at this Oscars, and I think this fashion trend should continue. I'm I'm just a little disappointed that there was not as much you know like Dongs? dick cleavage. Like dick cleavage. Yeah, yeah. I, like, always, I, like, I have tried to start a clothing line of <laughs> jeans that have a window that shows the top part of the dick. The that's dick what I want. Moose knuckles. Nah, that's the bottom part, Roxy. Yeah. You know, oh. Read the internet harder. Yeah. <laughs> Either that or just more tight pants, and there was not enough. I didn't yes. see the outlines of enough dong um, <laughs> on the Oscars. You didn't. Not yeah. once? Not even on Jacob Tremblay? That's because John Hamm wasn't there with his gigantic uh, madman dong. Right. <laughs> he does. Speaking he, of dong, speaking of dong. John Hamm dong. Ollie G saying, you know, the little yellow f- people <laughs> with the little dongs. And you're like, that's the most racist thing I've ever heard. And he goes, Dominions, and you're like, oh, you sly son of a bitch. <laughs> I, he, Sasha Barry Cohen did such a good job because, like, those those movie best picture intros were kind of boring. Yeah. And so he, like, he just totally spruced that up. I'm like, thank God for you. <laughs> Why do I feel like this Oscars was kind of an audition for next year's hosts? Like, Louis C.K. could do it. That's my final thought. You know, I think like, Louis Kevin C. Hart could do it. Kevin Hart or Louis C.K. I, I, yeah. Even year. Sasha Baron Cohen if they got desperate, like... <laughs> For real. I, I think they'd be really, really worried about what he might do leading up to the Oscars, like yeah. some kind of like other character like thing that he did like to Pam Anderson. Like he, oh, could, yeah. he could easily host the Golden Globes as they've allowed they, to do. He would kidnap Sofia Vergara. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what about what about uh Whoopi Goldberg? She was awesome. Yeah, she was great. She could come back as host. I loved Yeah. Okay, so this is my real final thought. I loved the 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 special edits they did of the of the Best Picture films, and that they actually got Jeff Daniels and Kristen Wiig to, to redo the whole scene from The Martian. <laughs> oh, yeah. wrong. And that I love that they got Ruby Goldberg to be in two of the segments. That was hilarious. She was like, yeah. It's gonna cost like it's gonna cost like twenty five hundred dollars to go get. I uh, to see a black astronaut to you. The the Tracy Morgan though Tracy Morgan, <laughs> Danish girl. Oh my god. I'm a Danish. I don't know if you <laughs> caught this, but I thought I caught something very subtle, which is that he was wearing that bright red lipstick, and like it was like it was very clever, but at the same time, it was like, uh, what? I was just having a little Sharon Stone moment. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> oh. 
It was just a shadow. It was a shadow of a doubt. I was having I was having a little Eddie Redmayne blinking and looking cute from the Danish girl moment. Where... <laughs> oh Sean. Oh Sean. What he um, was so adorable. Honestly, still mm-hmm. want to fuck Eddie Redmayne in that movie. Yeah. If he and spoilers, if he had fucking survived and that vagina would have been fucking full steam, I would have been all about. It. So now let's talk about. <laughs> The it's a Oscar. kind of a shame that I haven't seen a lot of these movies. <laughs> Me too. I feel like oh shit! Yeah, your fault. Because <laughs> I didn't, see, I didn't see Creed, didn't see Danish Girl, and now I know how these things are ending. So great, Damn cool. It. So what I was saying was, now let's talk about the Oscar challenge. Yes. Because this, this is not a challenge that is easy to complete at all. Fuck no, it's not. Um, but this year we actually had a few people who completed it who haven't been able to complete it. In previous years, Sean completed the challenge for the first time ever. Yes, that, uh, hello. Yes, <laughs> that was awesome. I would like um, to use this time to talk about climate change since I've won this award. Climate change. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Uh, we do, um, we do have, we do want to mention before we get to the, so amongst the Nerdonomy crew, Sean did. I was able to do it for the second year in a row. I'm happy about that because it's not an easy challenge to do. Um, th- that being said, uh, we didn't. We we had uh, something got very close to my listeners. Clint, he was one film away, and he said that if he finished it tonight, he would have completed the challenge. But the rules say what? What did he need to see still? Uh, I think he still needed to see Sicario. No, it wasn't Sicario. Um, he told us earlier today, but um, there was just one film left. I think. Sada it... Saul. No, it wasn't Sada Saul. Um, <laughs> so that being said. Uh, good on you, Clint. You got very, very close. Yeah. Good on you, mate. So thank you for that. Next year will be your year. Um, but we do have we do have one winner, one winner, um, who saw all the films. Remember the rule is you have to see the films legitimately. So by that rules, Sean technically didn't. Sean saw all the films, but Sean didn't. didn't hey, hey! I told you there's a special rule for me because where I live, they don't put some of these movies in the theaters, and they're not out for rent yet. Fucker. And that being said... You should be in prison by now. We did have one uh, <laughs> person who did complete the challenge very diligently, and her name is Vanessa. Yay! And she did see all four phases of the Oscar challenge. Vanessa, we're talking about you, girl. And it, she does just... So happen oh, is she there? She is yeah. How delightfully convenient. Vanessa, come it, make your acceptance does, speech in front of the camera. It, come it on. just so happens that she's my girlfriend. Come on, yes. Vanessa. Come over like, here. Oh, Vanessa. I see what happens here. One minute behind. Get over yeah, here. It's okay. Cheaters. 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 In the Oscars, they have a problem with diversity. <laughs> and in our in this award system, we have a problem with nepotism. Is So we're sorry. Okay, she can't hear anything you're saying because her headphones aren't plugged into Vanessa. the mic. No, but the listeners can, and that's what's important. Who would you like to thank for this auspicious award? Uh, don't say that one. M- no. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a few of the movies before we started dating. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the writing's on the wall, bro. And she's wearing an Erdonomy t-shirt, ladies uh, and gentlemen. She did. She, she bought, this. like, three t-shirts from us, which is awesome. Oh, yeah. Looking good, girlfriend. See? You mm-hmm. can get these on Erdonomy.com, by the way. <laughs> Way to plug it. There you go. Uh, I, I I will thank my job so that I was able to afford to like, see all these goddamn late. movies. Consumerism <laughs> and capitalism. <laughs> um, but C. no, it was really fun. It, this is the first time in a long time that I actually was able to see all the films. Nice. So, nice. That's, That's been cool. Good time. I'm going to go continue cleaning the kitchen. <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs> 
trying to watch a movie while you're at it. That always <laughs> makes the time go faster. Um, so, uh, Clint, you know, we'll hit you up. We, I think because you got the closest, we'll, we'll, I think we'll still give you the you double bag. You and Vanessa because... should have a cage match, Ronda Rousey versus Holly Holmes style. <laughs> Rematch! Jesus. Real winner. Brutal, brutal, Find brutal, out. brutal. Um, so, Clint, I think we're going to go ahead and honor you with the gift bag anyway, uh, with the uh, double bag anyway, um, because you got the closest to it, and why not? Wow. Let's be open. We're generous. In, our, in a very small microcosmic way. So um, you get a double bag. You get a double bag. Everybody gets a double look bag. Under, everyone, look under your chair. <laughs> hey, it's an Oscar. <laughs> I get like, a double bag, and you get a double bag. If I looked under my chair right now and found a duffel bag, I'd just be like, Brian, how the hell did you get in my house? <laughs> I'm a ninja. That's how. So who let so, you in? Who let the Brian in? What? No. Uh, no. 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 Bad Roxy. No. <laughs> oh, I just missed it. That. That. That being said, uh, let's get into some listener feedback. Listener feedback. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I got some feedback, motherfuckers. All right, go ahead. This feedback comes from Steven Rosenberg from Motion Picture Meltdown. He's a friend of ours. He sent me something. Uh, it says, all right, so here's some feedback. Thanks, Steven. Roxy's. He, oh. Okay, when Roxy said <laughs> he got the cancer right, literally made me laugh to the point of tears at work. Thank you for that. Brian, you forgot George Clooney when you said Bale was the only Batman to win an Oscar because Clooney has won an Oscar and he played Batman. That is correct. That is correct. Yes. Yes. However, Clooney got his Oscar way after playing Batman where Bale got his Oscar while he was in between the Batman films. Wait, so, what are we talking about? Oh, we're talking about the post in this episode. Yeah, exactly. Yes, Wait, it's called feedback movie? about other episodes. Shut up, Sean. What's the can- I don't remember my comment about the cancer. You thing. said he's got the he got the cancer right about something or it's, oh uh, somebody that you know died of cancer. You said he got the cancer right, like kind of uh, like I would say because I'm dead inside. But you're like supposed to be a pillar of the fucking mental health community, and you say it's way worse. This is my self care. And this is where I discharge and vent all of those frustrations. So I like being the female version of you, Sean. Damn, wow. She's discharging Dirty. frustrations, guys. Uh, Brian, all about Roxy's napkin. discharges. All about Roxy's discharges. You know anyway. That is so. a real medical <laughs> issue. Do not hold it against me. <laughs> to continue yeah, yeah, Stevens like feedback, Steven continues. Steven says, shame on you, Sean. Christian Bale, Batman sucks. You know what, Steven? You could fucking eat a big old bag of chocolate-covered dicks because I love Christian Bale, Batman. You know what I'm going to say? Mm-hmm. I got to say, after seeing the most recent trailer, I think I'm all about the Ben Affleck Batman. Series. I think Affleck's going to be the best Batman. Cue the feedback that comes in going, you're dead to us, fuck you. But we don't I, know yet. Uh, it's I not think... done. Yeah. To all of you, although, I want Leo to win so badly. And that what he put himself through for The Revenant definitely deserves him the award, and I think he'll win it. I think as far as acting chops go, I have to go with Cranston's performance this year. So, Cranston, Cranston. didn't win, but you were, you were right. Leo did win. Honestly, I was more impressed with Hardy than Leo. Wow. Mm-hmm. Keep yes. rocking. Can't wait to share post-Oscar thoughts with you guys. And Sarah, get your ass on MPM and roast Xanadu and Grease 2 with us already. I know, I know. I've been so busy. I mean, I, well, obviously, I missed a whole month of episodes here, so... Well, yeah. Stephen, I think you'll you'll have to know that now you know that if you want to win an Oscar, you just have to let uh, a, a grizzly bear slit your throat and hump you, mm-hmm. and that will 
that will guarantee the. I know three guys that did that for real ain't got no Oscars. Guys, so that's bullshit. Like for realsies though, uh, Leslie Jones doing that in the. <laughs> <laughs> so, good. so good. So freaking good. He's <laughs> like, yeah, call me back. <laughs> we do have a feedback from Carrie. This is from early oh. February. Uh, it was called Lack of Mel. Uh, a little disappointed that basically we didn't do enough. We only did one Mel Brooks Way episode this year. Yeah. Mm. Um, Sorry. So the Star Wars episode was amazing, but is there any hope or chance of a second Mel Brooks episode to make up for the fact that there was only one this January? I'm having Samir Mel withdrawals and need y'all to help me out here. The podcasts are great, and please keep up the good work. I've always been thinking very seriously about this, and I believe Sean should run against Kanye. Oh, shit. For president yes. 2020. All uh, right. I guess we're announcing it today. <laughs> Can Sean I... Moriarty 2020, because literally the amount of outlandish and horrible things that I've said on the record does not even amount to Donald Trump in any fact. And I haven't been roasted by Comedy Central. So, Make like, America I think I got a shot. Again. Yay. That's Make true. America shitty again. Vote Sean Moriarty 2020. <laughs> Can I really quick? I need to address that Mel Brooks Fuck you, thing. Brian. <laughs> Um, yes, we only did one Mel Brooksuary episode this year. Yeah. I think we only did one last year also, and it's simply because um, we're trying to spread out the joy that is Mel Brooksuary, um, and we want to keep make sure that we have movies for future years, because then we're going to have to start getting into TV shows. Oh, no, um, no, 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 no. I say that when we revisit the ones we've already talked about, we do full-on commentary episodes where you line it up with oh, the totally. movie. I think that's a great idea. That'd be great. Yeah. Be awesome. But However, hmm? we're just telling you, we have six episodes with the Mel Brooksuary that you can go back and enjoy. Oh, for sure. So, yeah. you, know. you guys, I have this reaction clip of Michael Rappaport reacting to the Oscars. <laughs> Was, what the fuck is going on? This is a reaction to um, when Mark Rylance won. Was that he was oh, come on. Mark Rylance was fucking awesome. And I said it from the beginning. I was like, if anybody can beat Stallone, it's this fucking guy. <laughs> and he did it. Oh, man. Good feedback, y'all. Um, there's one from Bobby. For Sean. Bobby! It was about the Oscars controversy. I mean, we kind of addressed it. It's just kind of like, what do we think about the fact that there was a lack of... Um, of uh, African American nominees, um, and then he has a he has a co uh, comment for you, Sean. He loves the podcast. And he wanted to ask, it's, uh, Katie Holmes is your arch nemesis, so, so please leave her alone. We all know she suffered enough after dealing with Tom. <laughs> <laughs> did I did I attack Katie Holmes? I've well, attacked a lot is, of people. I mean, she <laughs> is a Holmes, and we are Moriarty's. <laughs> so. True. The, the rivalry is just inbred. Yeah. Not inbred, ingrained, I should say. Clever. Girl. It's inbred. <laughs> clever, clever. Girl. I gotta say, Katie Holmes. Katie Holmes, I don't mean to attack you further, but uh -huh. the best performance that you've ever sort of given was Anne Hathaway's impression of you on SNL, and that's <laughs> it. That's um, literally it. Hey, I loved her in Dawson's Creek. Oh, my God. Yeah, you also were hormonal and 12, so it doesn't count. <laughs> wow. Whatever. Dawson's um, Creek doesn't count. You know what? You want to know how I know? Because I I love Baywatch, and I was hormonal and 12 when it was on. <laughs> and that's and then I see it now, and I go, oh, that's terrible. Touche, sir. Touche. Uh, Is Brian talking to himself? 
No, we were just mumbling about feedback. Um, we have another one from BitLola. She said she's a huge fan of the shows. Um, wants to know if we're going to do a Deadpool episode. She would love to see maybe us combine some info about the comic and the film. Good suggestion. It's not in our near future, but we can probably address it in a couple months or so if that's cool. Maybe around the time it gets released on DOD. That'd be good. Wolverine, he's got a nice pair of smooth criminals down there. <laughs> uh, God, that movie was so great. It was so fucking good. Happy International Women's Day. <laughs> I also love that. Happy Lent, and they're just sitting reading in the rain. That was great. <laughs> read, read Jill's feedback. Jill's oh, feedback. Jill's feedback is going to be a whole episode, so we should it's cover it. It's got to be. Jill, we yeah. love you, boo-boo. Jill was talking it's about... It's got to be. Jill will summarize it very quickly. Just like we had made the the comments, or she made the comment a couple years ago about the distinction between the protagonist and the hero of the story, very much in that we brought it up again with The Dark Knight and how there's a difference between the villain and the antagonist of the film. And that the Joker is the quote-unquote the villain, but the true antagonist is Harvey Dent um, of the film. The Joker is a dynamic character or the relationship character. Yep. Exactly. And I just chose a different word for it. I chose the trickster as a word, which he really is very much so the trickster archetypal um, character. Sure. We'll do a whole episode about that. No, yeah, because we talked about that, but then Jill challenged us with a list of movies where she's like, all right, break all these ones down. And we were like, I was like, oh, we could do this as like a recurring episode, not just a new episode, but yeah. we could keep doing this. Like, I keep in mind, keep in mind, like a year ago, I was plugging Lost Woods for them because you know they they make Jill and her boyfriend make games. So she they made their board game. They're plugging a card game right now on Kickstarter. It's called Nomi G O uh, G N O M I. If you guys want to go look look for it and support it, it's really awesome. It's a great game. So I'm totally not surprised. In her feedback, she's like, by the way, I'm going to turn this into a game for you all. Jill is also the master creator behind um, our Bachelor Fantasy League that we have. So, you know, Jill's always good Whoa, for a good time. Oh, wait a second. Hold on. <laughs> Did you just say Bachelor? Like the, the show The Bachelor? Yes, yes. we have a fantasy a draft for uh, The Bachelor, yes. Yes, I'd like to take this time to say that it's been wonderful working with you all. <laughs> and I will be leaving the podcast forever. Sean, if you oh, played, Sean. you would oh, thoroughly enjoy yourself. Trust me. We've got one more feedback. Oh, no, I play comments. Fantasy Redneck Island, which is a show on True TV. It's way more exciting, and it's, there's a lot more bad words and titties uh, out. One more piece of feedback, One Sean. more feedback. This is from Thomas, saying that he's been listening to Nerds on History since October, and more recently Nerds on Film. Both have been absolutely fantastic. He, he's been working his way through the backlogs, and he wanted to mention that the one on the, Harry, the second Harry Potter episode, damn, Gina, um, it was stated that whipping boy was a term associated with slavery, and while it might occasionally be used as, as such, it's more a term used in association with royalty, since the whipping boy was often a playmate of a prince or royal family member who would be punished for that family member's misdoings as the royal person could not be touched. It was essentially the royal scapegoat. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. We actually have brought that up scapegoat. on other episodes before. I don't know if it was for that particular instance, but I think we talked about it for sure on Nerds on History. Mm. Uh, but thank you for correcting that. We did know that. We appreciate mm -hmm. that. We probably just misspoke in the moment, um, yeah, which oftentimes happens, especially for me. Um, mm -hmm. So uh, thank you, Thomas, for that. As well. And thank you guys all for your feedback. Thank you, by the way, for watching us yeah. live. Thank you for supporting us. We always appreciate it. Sorry for technical issues. Sarah, why don't you tell the, our fans how you can continue to support Nerds on Film and Nerdonomy as a whole? 
Well, if you guys want to talk to us, you can go do so by going to nerdonomy.com, clicking that Talk to Us button. It'll shoot an email straight to our inboxes. Otherwise, you can also hit us up on social media. We are on Twitter. Twitter. We are on Instagram. We are on... No, fuck that. We're on Twitter. <laughs> We're on Twitter. <laughs> we are all a Twitter for you people. Wouldn't it be funny if it was Twitter and Instagram? Um, when I'm on the Twitters and the Instagrams. <laughs> and Facebook. Um, just search for Nerdonomy. You will find us. I promise you that. But the most important thing that you can do for us is to please, please, please tell your friends about us. If you do, then we might have more watchers in the future when we do our live episodes. <laughs> And we would really appreciate that. Tell us if full frontal male nudity would help, because I am willing yeah, so to throw you. myself upon the slab for you people. Folks, thank you all four of you who are watching right now. <laughs> uh, we're watching at this very moment. We appreciate you. Um, we will, And if, for those who missed this, we will be releasing this within the next day or two. Um, via you guys, feeds. that's where now, most people hear it. We are now living in a post-Leo Oscar society. Oh come that's on! Crazy. Welcome that to the future. <laughs> Welcome to the future, y'all. What's oh, next? What's next? What is next? Uh, Ted. We give Ted an Oscar. <laughs> not not Seth MacFarlane. We give Ted. You watch the your... bear. We Brian. give we give because now that we've now that we fought you two, give the bear best actor and you give, give fucking Flash Gordon best supporting actor it'll change the whole game. <laughs> That's the next step, folks. I'll give my cat best lead. Actually, cat. You know what? truthfully, next step, Andy Circus. The last thing I want to say before we close up, Andy Circus is a fucking brilliant actor. Yes, and he was great that you showed him tonight, but. Motion cap performance is just as legitimate a form of acting as anything else. If not harder. If not harder. Mm-hmm. I think with the number of animated films and the number of mocap films, you need to do you need we need, you need to have a serious conversation about integrating uh, categories for voice acting. Yes. And in the Oscars for films as well as motion capture acting because yep. there's enough of them going on now. Yep. Where it's it's possible and we may, and honestly even pushing it forward, it may not be restricted to men and women. We might just have to do, you know, a, a, a single category where men and women are are uh, nominated equally, like the other technical categories are. Yeah. So um, I just it, don't it understand is... why we can't have it be considered for best actor. Like honestly, Andy Serkis's performance as Caesar in the last two fucking Planet of the Apes movies. I know you guys haven't seen them, a couple of you, and they, they're like they're kind of niche. But if you watch those movies. His fucking performance is spellbinding as that. And he's also a brilliant voice actor because he's doing the voices for all those characters. He's he's Snoke. He is as much the voice of that as he is for King Kong, as he is the voice for Caesar, as he is the voice for Gollum. We should do an episode about that. I think so, guys. I think that is a episode you'll be seeing in the in the not too distant. An future. episode about Andy Circus or no, about, about mocap? mocap acting. Mocap. Okay. Yeah. So, An episode um, about the circus? Did I hear that right? <laughs> I'm sorry. Big right. top peewee, I can talk about it finally? I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, guys. And also, uh, shout out to David McGuire, who could not be here tonight because he was sick. Mm-hmm. Um, Dave, you are in our thoughts. Uh, we hope you get better soon, and we miss you, buddy. So um, that being said, guys, I think it is that time. So until we meet again, stay nerdy and tune into our next exciting episode, the same nerd time, the same nerd channel, nerdonomy.com. Bye. Later. Peace, guys. Leo! And roll credits.
And now, famous movie quotes you should not say during sex. You like me! You really like me! Well, that's no. depressing. 